Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Southside Agenda podcast with Charlie and Zidane. Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. And Zidane, two straight losses in the playoffs against the Houston Astros. Really nothing much to plan for today. Just, just We're just going to talk. Just make it like more raw, give our emotions more raw, and just talk about what's happened over these past two days. Um, I just want to say like it's not over. Uh, it'll be hard, but it's not over. If we win tomorrow, I have tickets for Monday, and that's exciting. We haven't done a podcast in two weeks. Um, just didn't have the time, but now we're here and we're ready to talk. And again, after this episode, we have a bunch of stuff to cover. We got reviewing our division predictions, reviewing our White Sox uh, award predictions, like not that they're actually winning awards, just our predicted awards for them, and we're going to review that. And then we'll probably put uh, – preview some playoff series uh hopefully previewing our alcs probably not gonna happen but again it's not over yet i mean i don't really need to ask it on um what we got planned for today because it's just it's just these past two games what's happened and that on the story of the first game against the astros on um what was it that was a thursday right yeah that was a thursday it's about lance lynn lance lynn got the game one start uh i wanted giolito I don't really think it matters. I think they're both going to pitch, so who really cares? But what were your thoughts on that Lance Lynn start? And, you know, we couldn't really hit either. What what were your thoughts? It was just terrible, Charlie. I mean, Lance McCullers absolutely killed us. We looked – he looked unbeatable. That was prime Pedro Martinez on the mound. We could not get anything. And tell me about Lance Lynn, Charlie. And if you look at the stats, I think it's pretty clear that Tony made a mistake with his game one start. Lucas Giolito, sure, didn't have his best start yesterday, but it was much better than Lance Lynn's. I believe, like, Giolito in his career before this had, like, a 1.57 ERA at Minute Maid. He also had played really well against the Astros. When they came to Chicago, he went for a complete game, Charlie. Lance Lynn gave up like six runs the last time he faced Houston in the same ballpark. It just seemed primed for failure from the start. Like, this isn't supposed to be the guy for game one. Should be game two. Bad against this team. Bad at this park. And it just did not work, Charlie. We just, we looked destroyed. Like, we started to come back early, I think, late when we scored that, like, 1-1. I think it was important for game two at that point. When I was watching, I was like, all right, maybe this is some confidence for game two. Because game one was already lost. And, I mean, one, we could talk about how good Jordan Alvarez has been this series and how annoying and terrible he's been for White Sox fans because that man dominated. But I don't know, Charlie. Starting pitching was important for us. It's one of our team's best bright spots. It's like this is one of the best rotations in baseball. You got Giolito, Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, Dylan Cease. Got Ronaldo make his spot start. Kopech make his spot start. That's the best in the MLB. Dodgers are injured and Trevor Bowers, you know, doing his own thing. 
it's basically the best rotation in the MLB. And two two games, we've just not looked like that. I mean, it's disappointing, Charlie. I think. You know? I think one thing I want to say is I think we have we 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 had the best rotation in baseball at one point, and then in the second half, I don't think we look. We 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 definitely haven't looked like that. So I guess it's like. I mean, we haven't looked great really at all in the second half, and it's even worse in the playoffs against better teams. But I think I I kind of could understand what Tony was maybe thinking. He's like, all right, well, Lance McCullers might might kill us, and he did, and our bats weren't going anyway, but Lance McCullers had an awesome game. He had a really, really good game. Up. Just to read his line and that, fastball he threw, this two-seam – I. I mean, the stats aren't really low. Actually, they are. 6.2 innings pitched, right? Four hits, no one runs, and only four Ks. Again, McCullers is another ground ball pitcher that you will see. And he got some Ks against us. And Lance Lynn, again, five earned runs, four Ks, only three um, and two-thirds inning pitched, innings pitched. It, it's really disappointing, um, but I could kind of see what Tony was doing if he was like, all right, McCullers is going to destroy us game one. Let's get Giolito. Um maybe our best chance to win a game, pitch them in game two, and then carry the momentum back to Chicago. I'm perfectly fine with that. But listen, Giolito didn't have that great of a start either. He had that one inning in the first, striking out all three. And then what? He didn't have a clean inning. The, these Astros hitters are so patient. And we just missed on lots of pitches over these past two games, I guess, to move over to the second game. Luis Robert is so good. Like, this man is generational. We've been known that. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter when these bullpen decisions are not good, when um, your hitting isn't really up to par. It's just disappointing. Like, all this work, you know, this whole season, and all this excitement, all this World Series or bus talk is just looking like it's fading away now. And we'll do, like, a season review and that's going to be even more depressing. I hope, hopefully, it's not depressing. But I want to talk about Tony LaRusso because this starting pitching uh, sort of thing I'm not really mad about, but it's this bullpen management. Where was Kopech the entire second game? And listen, LaRusso, no problem with connecting with the players this season. Zero problem with that. Chill with everybody, maybe except your me. But that's done and dusted. He's gone. He's whatever, riding in his truck, just saying some random things. Like this guy is, this guy doesn't want anything to do with the White Sox. This is where I have a problem. It's his bullpen management. We got him because Renteria could not manage the bullpen in the playoffs or could not manage the bullpen really. Like, it was the same thing with Robin Ventura. And it's the same thing with, uh, it was the same thing with, what's his face? Ricky Renteria. And now it's the same thing with Larusa. We want him in the big games. The playoffs are big games. And as soon as Framber Valdez was struggling, Dusty B Baker said, "No, you can get out. We have, we have maybe a decent bullpen, right? I would say it's a decent, and I definitely he's played well so far this this series, right?" Ryan Stanek came in and absolutely shoved. He painted ninety nine in the corner. 
can Kopech do that? Of course he can. And you put in crochet with runners on? Like, I think this, this has already happened. Crochet cannot deal with runners on because of his location. Walks killed. And Giolito's walks killed. Crochet's walks killed. And Bummer, I feel like his outings are always so annoying. It's not really his fault. I mean, he did throw a fastball right down the middle to Michael Brantley, but like, I think that was, uh, I think I think that was a uh, bummer. But bummer always is letting up contact. It's not his fault, but it's our shifts. I feel like where if you look at where the defense usually shifts on Jordan Alvarez, it's close to the second base bag, the shortstop and the second baseman, and we were nowhere near. We were playing regular depth, and just keep in mind, it was. There was a double play uh, that, that could have happened. But again, the ball goes right in the middle of our defenders for like the fourth time that inning. It's it's unfortunate. Again, the Astros are a great team. I, I, I said it in the beginning of the season. I think most people said it in the beginning of the season. It's not like some crazy opinion. But like they, they show, they're showing their experience. Altuve, Correa, Brantley. I mean, Maldonado can't hit for his life, but he can play defense. Um, I mean, Jordan Alvarez, right? I mean, he doesn't have as much experience in the playoffs as those other guys I just mentioned. But they really showed it. But we're not really helping them if we're not bringing in Kopech. And I get if you want to, like, save him for, like, a Rodon start if you want to back him up. But, like, we need to win this game. This game is the most important game of the season. Game two is the most important. We cannot – we couldn't win in, at, uh, in, in Houston earlier in the season. If we could get one win in Houston, take – the momentum to the blackout at night on a Sunday, you know, rocking atmosphere, 1-1. I say we win that series. I, say, I literally say we win that series because we have the momentum. We can win three in a row. Can we win three in a row now? Who knows? But Zidane, what were your thoughts on what I just said about Tony? It's It's been common over the course of the year. You know, it's not, it wasn't a terrible problem. But again, it's Jerry Reinsdorf just begging for this guy to come. I never wanted him. And I'm going to, Calm down. I'll just give you, give you the floor. I, you have to look at his quote, and I think he said, "Like we're saving Michael Kopech for when we're winning." Tony, it's the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you're winning by like two runs or losing by two runs. We were winning in the fifth. We were winning. We were in the winning. Fifth. And I believe that's when Bummer comes in. First of all, when they put in Bummer, I'm thinking one. Why? Why is Aaron Bummer in? You know, when you want that lefty-lefty, I can understand that. But we weren't going to get that lefty-lefty. I think it was, like, Guriel, like, it was the top of the order. So I think it was only Brantley and your Don and eventually Kyle Tucker. But Aaron Bummer has a terrible outing. Gives him three earned runs. I'm just thinking, where is Michael Kopech? Before you go to Craig, before you go to Liam, who do you do? Oh, yeah, Michael Kopech. But you decide not to start this dude? You decide not to use him? Like, sure, if he struggles, he struggles. But you got to give him the chance. You put in Aaron Bummer against the top of the order, against one lefty, I think, but mostly righties. I just don't understand it. And then again, Charlie, the shift. I think three straight hits, like it was three straight singles or something, just straight up the middle, weak contact. Like people don't get that much good contact on Aaron Bubba. Like it's pretty weak because of how he throws and the great pitches he throws. Like he, 
they have a negative launch angle, which means they foul out most of the time more than they hit homers. So why wouldn't you put your guys there? That's going to happen. Like, I remember the announcers were talking about it. They're like, oh, when they get weak contact, it's going to go up the middle. Guess what? Three straight hits up the middle. Easily, if we had shifted, guess what? Three outs. Innings open. But instead, it starts this whole rally. And then, I mean, I can talk about Larry Garcia not fielding that ball. I feel like almost talk about that. all right fields could have done that. That feels like a guarantee, you know. And when you just saw him, like, spitting around and looking, it was like he was lost. It was like me playing right field, like, with the sun in my eyes. It's like, what is that? Come on, dude. Come on. And the worst thing is, oh, yeah, you took Adam Engel out of the game. Now, I could kind of see, like, but you got to think about Adam Engel and his defense. Adam Engel makes that play. He does. He's an amazing defensive outfield. I mean, that's basically the reason for most of his career. He's been on the roster. He stays fast, and he's good at defense. Sure, now he's a pretty good defense, pretty good offensive dude. Like, he might do a little, but it's that defensive speed. You put Laurie in, you get that career double, and then Cal Tucker just took the air out of this team. I mean, game was over after that. And Troy, I I want you to talk about Lurie, and then I'll just talk about broader perspective, how I feel with these two teams. Matchup. I think that Lurie play was the most predictable thing that could have happened this game, honestly. Like, as soon as I see this man in right field, I'm like, come on. Like, you've seen it before. He's turning around and he's clueless in the outfield sometimes. I, not all the time, but sometimes. Again, he can play there. He definitely can. But when you have Adam Engel, like, the first thing you learn as a player in baseball is first step back in the outfield. He was going in. He was going out. He was doing a 360. He was doing the most random things. And, again, Adam Engel makes that play. Gavin Sheets doesn't make that play. Our little, you know, filler outfielders over the course of the season, I don't think they make that play. But Adam Engel makes that play, and he was in. And – it's, it's these players that, on, that are failing over and over again. We lost the Craig Kimbrell trade. I'm saying it right now. We already lost it. Unless Kimbrell goes, unless he saves the next three games for us and, and moves us on to the ALCS and saves some games there, I don't care. I don't care. Two and runs. Two hits, a homer. And then Tony's like, that's not his role. He's like, no, no, that's not his role. It's fine. Like, you've had the whole second half of the season to find his role. And I get, and Liam, listen, Liam's been amazing this year. But we talked about it on a few episodes ago. You need to find this role before the playoffs. And we were just throwing away games over the, uh, the last few weeks of the season, throwing out bad lineups so we could have home field advantage and we could have find the roles for these guys. But we didn't. We just put out garbage lineups. I get you're trying to uh, 
you're trying to rest players, but at least a few of these games, you got to put in your full strength lineups. Let guys get hot. Jose Abreu is not hot. Hugo Jimenez isn't hot. Luis Robert is hot. Tim Anderson, he's been pretty good. I will say that. He's been good in the playoffs the past two years. Cesar Hernandez, he hasn't done anything really. This whole, this, his whole White Sox, you know, half the year, he hasn't really done anything. It's these guys that are failing for us and guys that we thought we could count on. We, could, we thought we could count on Cesar's power because he showed it in Cleveland, but he's not showing it in Chicago. Another reason for Zidane to hate uh, Cleveland more than he already does. But it's a 2-0 deficit, Zidane. What's the broader picture of, of this series? Well, what Joe, I just want to talk about. When you're a team like the White Sox, we're our division, not to mince words, but it's the worst in baseball. Like, it sucks. You have four below 500 teams, and then all the White Sox, they're a pretty good team. Let me tell you what you do. When you're playing the Tigers, guess what? The whole point is to experiment. You are guaranteed a ticket to the postseason. Sure, you haven't clinched yet, but we all do it by, like, the trade deadline. Like, Cleveland was falling out of pace. Like, for a while, they were like, oh, we're kind of close. Like, oh, Cleveland's kind of here. Then, like, 10 games and 11 games and 12 for consistently. Detroit started to heat up. But I'd be like, come on. No one even mentioned Detroit. Like, no one was thinking White Sox are going to lose in this division. White Sox knew. This is our division. So, guess what? This is where you experiment. This is where you get everybody ready for October. This is the ramp up to October because that when it matters. And Troy, I don't know what Craig Kremble showed Tony Russa for him to be confident in him for the eighth inning. Troy, in 23 innings with us, Craig Kremble had just around a five-year rate. And you're telling me, oh, yeah, that's fine. Let's trot him out in the same role. And then you say he's a closer at heart. Oh, but why didn't you try to use him as a closer? You ne- I like I don't care. I can't remember one time where like, oh, instead of Liam, let's go like the Hall of Fame closer, who's terrible in the eighth, but he's pretty good in the ninth with the Cubs. Let's see. So now you wonder, oh wow, he's so bad. I just can't understand it. Troy, just to talk about these two teams. You know, I, I saw this on Twitter, and I'm just going to quote it basically because it's completely true. I think it was Jordan Lazowski or either Jeremy Frank, one of those two. It's not about talent between these two teams. Talent, the talent level on each team is very close. You could even argue White Sox are more talented than the Astros. It is arguable with that bullpen and pitching. Lineup, I say, is pretty balanced. You have Two very good lineups. Like, you could argue one and two, one A and one B, best offensive in baseball, at least in the AL. You know, Giants and Tides make it complicated. Who gives about it? Great game last night. We'll probably talk about that. But talent level is not the difference here. It's not why Houston's winning. So it's not like we're talented. We are very talented. We have those players. Like last year, you could argue, well, our pitching is still bad. When Dallas Keuchel's your two and Delancey still sucks, that's not the case. You have a great team. But it just, 
I don't know how you describe it, but the White Sox don't have the it factor in the postseason yet. They don't have that switch to turn on. And we've seen it time and time again. Guess what the Astros do? The Astros are a postseason ready team. I don't know the way it's built or just how last they year. are. You saw it last year again, Troy. We played pretty well. I mean, you saw the Luis Robert, Lucas Giolito, but again, at that time, we just weren't ready. We didn't have all those pieces ready. We have those pieces now. Sure, you could say go out and get a second baseman. Hopefully, you know, Marcus Simeon jersey edits are on the way. You know, some Nick Castellanos too. Let's hope so. But you can't really say it's like chow. It's like one position, I guess, really. Two positions where you have like average to below average guys. It's right field and uh, second base. So you're sure you could fix those up, but also Astros have Martin Maldonado at catcher. So like, it's not like they're completely stacked to the gills, but their best players just play. I don't know, but better in October. Like you saw Korea, you saw Altuve. I mean, Bregman and Altuve, they don't do, they haven't, but look at Jordan, even these young guys like Kyle Tucker. They've been able to somehow perfect that ramp up to October with AJ Hinch and now with Dusty Baker. They just have that where they can turn it on and become basically a different team. I mean, Troy, we saw against Oakland last series of the year, they were cold, they were struggling. I think they nearly got swept too. But guess what? They turned it on. This franchise has figured out how to be postseason ready. Because look at them, Troy. They are postseason ready. I mean, we had the lead. They fought back. And guess what? We lost nine to four. We lost six to excuse me, six to one. It's not talent. Just when I look at this team. They just never seem to be ready for the postseason. Like, there are just some teams where they're like, these guys are in it. And sometimes you get that with wild card teams, Charlie, where you're like, a wild card team will sneak in, and you're like, these guys just aren't ready for the postseason. Like, not ready for October. They just don't seem on the same level. That's That seems to be the White Sox and Astros. They're in the regular season. They're like this. But in the postseason, it just seems like the Astros are insanely better. It's like we're, we're a minor league team facing the New York Yankees with Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. Just, it doesn't make sense, Troy. I don't know how you can quantify it and look at statistics, but Astros have somehow have those players. I mean, Troy, Jordan and Kyle Tucker, they haven't even been there that long like Jordan is in his what third year he's sure been in many postseasons but he's somehow with his Altuve Bregman Correa they ramp it up they turn on that it factor and we just don't have that Troy I mean Luis Robert has only gotten out twice in this series in two games Troy this man's gotten out twice that's insane but I don't know. Whenever I watch this team in the postseason so far in the last two years, the other team is just better prepared than us. They just seem. I won't say. I want to say this. It's like the Astros, right? There's one reason why people are so high on them. It's just because how they perform in the playoffs. 
like they could easily win the World Series. Like they could easily they're go I think they could make it to the World Series. I mean they could beat the Red Sox and they couldn't even win it. Like it's just that team again tonight. It has the it factor. It's like Jordan's young. Kyle Tucker's young. And again, it's a small sample size because we've only been in the playoffs two straight seasons. But I this is where it starts to get like sad. It's like I don't know when we will compete. I, I, I really don't know when we'll compete because it's the same thing as last year. I tweeted it. It's Mazowski's tweet. Again, he came out of the podcast a while ago in the offseason. Again, we're going to have more guests this offseason, and it's going to be annoying because doing podcasts in the offseason is tough. But again, he said he retweeted like a right fielder, a little Twitter post. You could have copied and pasted that exact tweet from last year to, to right now. We didn't solve that problem. And Zan, who was my number one pick for right field? Do you remember? He's oh. out of the team we're facing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without you, he's gone to the Blue Jays for a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's Michael Brantley. Later. It's Michael Brantley. We thought he was close to being the batting champ, ended up being Yuli Gurriel. But I wanted Brantley so badly. He's a professional hitter. He's the, he is the best hitter on the Astros. He's the most experienced hitter. He knows how to work counts. And he's playing decently well. Why can't we have him in right field? Why couldn't we do someone better than Lurie Garcia, better than Adam Engel, better than whoever, better than Andrew Vaughn, right? We didn't solve the problem. We didn't do anything to solve the problem. Yes, we got a second baseman. Did that solve the problem? No. Nick Madrigal was hurt. He could be one of the best contact hitters of all time, if, for all we know. Again, he's not going to have power, but we lost that trade. Cody Hoyer, I don't really care about, but like, it, it's depressing, man. This offseason had the chance to be really good, and it's like Reinsdorf was like, La Russa in these big game situations is going to help with pitching, and the guys that we get in uh, – close to the all-star break, they're going to help us, uh, you know, scorch to the postseason and then be hot in the postseason. None of that is true. As long as Jerry Reinsdorf is in charge of this baseball team, I don't see us making the right moves. And as long as Tony La Russa is in charge of this baseball team, I, again, it's a little less than that Jerry Reinsdorf saying, but I don't, I don't really see us uh, progressing because I don't think La Russa can manage right now at this new age sort of stats level, you know, era for a better word, but like, and it's like, it's not about age because Dusty Baker is making the correct decisions every single time. This fat Framber Valdez uh, decision was amazing. I'm like, I'm like to my dad, I'm like, they got to get him out of there. Like he is struggling and they got him out of there. Ryan Stanek, amazing. This guy shoved. And let's see, let's go over who they brought in. Um, Yimmy Garcia, he was all right. And then Maton, Stanek, Presley, Graveman. Graveman definitely didn't look good. But Presley and Stanek were shut down. They were shut down. Maton, no hits given up. A one inning, 1K. And we're leaving runners in scoring position. We're leaving runners on. But it doesn't matter because Dusty Baker made the right decisions. He is old. They have, these two managers have a combined age of like 150. 
but it doesn't matter because Larusa is down here and Baker's up here. That's that's really all I have to say about the managing. Last thing is that I want any to say is where is the power? All singles, all singles. All right, this is this is honestly hard to do for the White Sox. This is legitimately hard to do. We had. 11 hits to their 10 hits, and all 11 of our hits were singles. Right? Am I, am I, am I, not, am I wrong? No, you're no. totally right. Yeah. All singles. Where's the powers now? Zero extra base hits. Not a double? Definitely not a triple. Zero home runs. Now, I cannot explain to you why that is you know it's not like oh tim anderson doesn't have power no tim anderson has power you know like jose has power they're just getting pretty weak contact they're just not really getting that power but troy i mean when your offense is like this what has helped up through this year this year basically at the really at the start of the year is like wow we have really good starting pitching. Now, I'm pretty sure it will be Dylan Cease. You know, hope to be Rodon, but most likely going to be Dylan Cease Sunday. If he has a good outing, then, yeah, he can probably give us a good five, six innings of great work of, like, 10 I think we'll K. win on Sunday. Oh, I think we absolutely win on Sunday, Charlie. And if we lose on Sunday, it will be heartbreaking, be soul-crushing, but we're, that's not going to happen. I think we at least win Sunday. I think, but I mean, Charlie, it goes back. Like, our plate approach doesn't seem ready for October. We're swinging at pitches we were swinging in June. Like, we don't look like the same team that was, like, super hot, I think, at, like, July or August, somewhere around there where we were just rolling. I mean, Troy. I don't know how much you've paid attention, but the Red Sox and Rays series has been super fun in two games. But I'm just looking at the rest of the teams in the playoffs. Honestly, Troy, I think we're like the second to last. I think the only one that looks kind of worse than us or on the same level is the Braves. But the problem is they're facing Corbin Burns. They're facing the NL Cy Young winner. And they lost by one run. We lost by five and five again. So, Troy, I think that's the worst thing. Like, if you look at the roster level, like going to MLB the show, look at the roster, you'll be like, all right, this team, you know, you got the Dodgers, you got the Giants, but they're right up there. Like, talent level is there. Like, look at that bullpen. I mean, Ryan's apparel, I thought he looked pretty good. Guess what? You barely see him. You don't really have to see him either. You got Kerry Crochet, Aaron Bomber, Kopech. Where is he? You know, bring him out. Campbell, Hendricks. I mean, a roster is stacked. This is a very talented team. Sure, you would like a Marcus Simeon at second and like a someone a right field. I mean, I'm a right fielder. Like, just just have someone there, like who's actually a right fielder, not a second baseman infielder. Not like Andrew Vaughn playing right field. He's, you know, like reliable, but like, come on. Get a right fielder. But talent level's there, Charlie, but 
we just look like the worst team. I think honestly, in the teams left in the postseason, I think we're what we're I the think, worst. We're, yeah, I think I think like on paper we're good. Like on paper we're a really good team. We're the second insane. Half, yeah, exactly. But the second half we're not good. Like this, I, I feel bad for Andrew Vaughn. I just he just hit, almost spilled my water, but uh, he hit a wall and. It's it's hard to heat up against Lance McCullers and uh, Framber Valdez and Ryan Stanek and Kendall Graveman, right? It's pretty hard to heat up against that pitching, and it's just disappointing. Like we had we Johan Moncada, I mean, had a good on base here. The power is not there. One thing I noticed is like he doesn't look as strong. Maybe it's just because he's not hitting all those home runs, but just at the plate, I don't really see where that power could come from. But um. Yeah, yeah, that's it with Yohan, but I don't really know. On paper, we're good. On paper, we're a great squad. And it's just, it's depressing because it's like, we should be winning more games right now. We should be, we should be, come the end of the season, we should have been tied with the Rays record-wise. Like, that's, that's how much confidence I had at the start of the season. And instead of heating up, I think we're heating down at the wrong time. I think Luis is the only guy. Jose, mm-mm. Eloy, no. I mean, Cesar and Lurie really never went there. Lurie maybe for a week. But, and pitching, pitching as well, I think we got, like, we hit a wall with that. That Rodon situation, the dead arm situation, I feel like was unavoidable throughout the whole season. I think that was just going to happen because, I mean, he's been injury prone and he hasn't pitched that much in his whole career, really. Lance Lynn, I don't, I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. Giolito and Cease are, are, were started in the middle and they're up top, right? We'll see how it is tomorrow with Cease. But man, that Lance Lynn is really disappointing, I think, because he, I can kind of understand why Tony started in game one because it's that like veteran presence that was good pretty much the whole season. But his past three or four starts have been, he hasn't had the stuff. And when you don't have the stuff against the Astros, They'll draw walks and they'll capitalize on those walks. Walks kill. That was the story of these past two games, I think, uh, along with fine defense, but I know also some bad luck. I think I think some bad luck with the dinky hits and our lineouts that we've had when we were at the plate. I think that Adam Engel lineout to uh, Bregman at third pretty much summed up the whole the whole series. Again, it's not over, but any final thoughts, on? I mean, we can go over some of the games last night. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do a quick rundown. I mean, there's a few I did watch. First of all, Rays Red Sox game, Troy. You know, to take your mind off that White Sox team, that game was insane. You have like Rays starting early against Shane Baz, and guess what? Jordan Luplo grand slam off of Chris Sale. Then Red Sox to get two home runs by Bogarts for Dugo, and then four home runs in the third, and then in the fifth, two each. J.D. Martinez is game back after tripping on second base, walking to the outfield. One of the weirdest injuries I've ever seen. Guess what? Three-run bomb. G-Man Troy homered, always a good thing. Just, they poured it on more. Great series so far. Then Dodgers-Giants, Troy. I had a lot of fun watching this game. You know, it wasn't, it was, the score's deceiving, but almost all the time since it's the Dodgers, they get like a double. You're like, hey, hey, the Dodgers about to score. 
Not when Logan Webb's pitching, bro. Logan so Webb was so nasty. I think his stat line doesn't even do him justice. With 92 pitches, he had 10 Ks. But, Charlie, it felt like 27. <coughs> you can't even hold it together talking about Logan Got a little bit too excited. <clears throat> Give me a sec. You need to talk so I can drink some water. I will. Logan Webb, seven and two-thirds, five hits and 10 Ks. He was pitching like you would pitch an MLB to show a video game, right? He had 60, like, five pitches through in the seventh inning. Like, the Dodgers hitters had no had nothing to do with Logan Webb. They wanted nothing to do with him. They could not figure him out at all. The Giants, man. I, I love the Giants. I just thought the Dodgers would finish ahead of him. It, it obviously didn't happen like that. Zidane, I need to give you a that's, oh, yeah, we need to do a bet update. Zidane wins. I have to give him 20 bucks. Um, that that bet made some uh, pretty funny clips. Zidane, what, is, what are you doing? Reaching, re- reaching. Uh, I was going to give you an money. example. If you're paying me $20, can't find it. <laughs> and you can tell both me and Charlie are sick. One's apparently much worse today, but. And we couldn't watch the playoffs together. Like that, that was one that was one thing that we were scared of. Zan is absolutely he's he's, I'm dying, he's not man. Logan Webb. Logan Webb took all the air out of my sails. But man. His his break, well. Oh, first of all, Troy, I feel like the Giants just have guys I like. Like you saw Buster Posey Homer in the first setting. Guess what? I loved it. Because who doesn't like Buster Posey? Who's got a problem with Buster Posey? No one. KB, now that he's not on a Cubs, guess what? I really like to do. He's a cool dude. Always been a cool dude. Just wearing the wrong uniform. Hey, you want to come to the Red Sox? He can play right field, Charlie. He can play right field. He's a pretty good offensive power. You know, put him and Marcus Simeon on this team. Hey, I, I'd say we'd make a little more of a series, but, you know, some postseason experience. But uh, Brandon Crawford, Garrett Cole's brother-in-law, he also hit a bomb. Just fun time at Oracle Park. You know, me and Charlie both love that stadium. Guess what? It looks a lot better when there's, it's sold out and the Giants are winning. I mean, sure, this is a good team. Man, Logan Webb was insane, bro. Like, Logan Webb is what I thought Carlos Rodon, if he stayed healthy, and I truly believe this, Carlos Rodon, one, would be the AL Cy Young if he stayed healthy. He would at least be very close with Garrett Cole. Like, watching Carlos Rodon, a healthy Carlos Rodon pitch, is insane. I'm thinking back to his Houston start when they're in Chicago. He, like, has, like, 13 Ks against Detroit. He has, like, 14. Against the Yankees, Charlie. I think you probably remember that. That dude looked nasty. A healthy Carlos Rodon is by far away the best pitcher on this team. And I think, Charlie, if he had started, he would have done something like what Logan Webb just did to the Dodgers. Because Logan Webb was unhittable. Like, the way that his pitches moved and the way he was hitting the strike zone. Giolito's like changeup. It was, it was beautiful. That's what Giolito's changeup kind of does. But Logan Webb had, like, multiple pitches. His slider, I mean, beautiful, beautiful. His sinker, his fastball, I mean, Charlie. <sighs> Amazing. And I don't know. You probably know him from LB The Show. But do Doval on the Giants, that's a nasty relief pitcher. He has a slider, a very fast fastball, and has, like, kind of cutting 
also motion to his fastball. Then you got Tyler Rogers, you got Jake McGee, man. This giant team is good. So even at some point, which, you know, I'll be optimistic. Once the White Sox have already reached the World Series, any NL series is going to be fun to watch. Like this Giants-Dodgers series, I think Charlie is one of the best we're going to get for a while. You have two best teams in baseball, big rivalry, division rivals, great steam. Red Sox Rays been pretty fun. Hate the Trop. Trop sucks, but it was nice seeing fans in there. You know, it was like there was like an atmosphere. Like, sure, most of them were what Red Sox fans, but it was something. You know, like you heard people, you heard noise. Charlie, I've only seen one time where it was like, wow, there's actually fans at the Trop this year. Was Wanda Franco's debut? I was like, wow, there's like people in the stands. Wait, they like have left field kind of filled up. What is this? Oh, Wanda Franco's debut. That was cool too. He's very good. Wanda Franco's a stud. But uh, to end it off, Charlie, um, I guess anyone who looks at the Twitter should be on the lookout for some Marcus Simeon jersey edits, which I, I don't know if we even need to do. There are probably some old White Sox photos of him in a jersey at some point. And then I got to think of a quarter outfielder. Either Starling Marte, but he plays mostly center field. I guess it the same Castellanos. thing as last year. Like this was the same exact thing. It's 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 really depressing. Um, I I mean, as long as we don't go down early on Sunday, I'm really excited to watch that game because like it might be really fun to watch uh the rowdy fans in Chicago and uh, waving the black towel and all blackout. But we're down 2-0, so. I don't really think uh, it matters unless we go out to an early lead and uh, carry momentum into the game that I'm going to. And, Are we uh, in the knows? Sunday jerseys? We're in the Sunday jerseys, right? Like, but we don't play Sunday night games, so it's like, are we gonna wear it? And it's also a blackout, so I would think but like, no. It's a cool jersey. It is a cool jersey, but everyone's gonna be in black and we're gonna be in white. I don't really think that makes sense, but it would be cool. I mean, of course, it's a great jersey. Um, yeah, the vibes suck on Twitter right now. Like, everyone is like, this could be the worst Sunday ever. It could be the worst Sunday ever with the White Sox losing and the Bears losing. Chicago sports right now, uh, I thought it would be pretty good, but it's pretty much doing the exact opposite of what I thought it on. Charlie, as a Raptors fan, I don't really mean this. But let's go Bulls, bro. They won by 35 twice in the preseason. Lonzo Ball looking great in a white Bulls jersey. White back at home. White jerseys back at home. I mean, I can't talk right now because my throat's acting up. But, <laughs> hey, Bulls start up next, next Tuesday. Yeah. I believe it's this Tuesday. NHL Wednesday, this Wednesday. Blackhawks of Colorado, the flower, about to make some amazing saves. Seth Jones, one of the best offensive defensemen, something to get excited about. They'll probably be all right, but, hey, you know, Chicago hockey is always fun. And then Bulls, Bulls, wow, they're, like, good, and they're fun to watch. So, you know, once you get over your depression hangover from the White Sox, I don't know, go to a Bulls game. If if we lose and end the season while I'm there, Zanon, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, 
how many i don't know i i might just sit at the bar the park for just hours just like that tim anderson home run in iowa nick madrigal home runs rodan starts you remember your mean your mean against Bro, kansas city like and it's all twice over. a week twice a week i think back like holy shit i forgot about that dude that was fun times, you know, like this random dude just hitting like a 485 bomb. I got to watch those highlights, man. Lance Lynn was good that, you know, 9Ks, 13Ks. This is probably what the offseason is going to be, Charlie, just you and me reminiscing about like the good moments. It's sad. It's, it's really sad, but it's not over. It's not over. Like Tim said, we can win three games in a row. We can win both in Chicago, but – we are not winning in Houston. Like, I don't see us winning a single game there. I hate that stadium. It's really weird. They knocked down their old stadium and built a weird stadium. Like, what is all that stuff in the outfield? I don't like it. It's like I think the best part, Charlie, and I've heard this from Houston sources, are the trash cans. They're very useful. Yeah. Very, like, they have multiple uses. I've heard the recycling program is very good in Miname. <laughs> I hear they do really like that. You know, if you, if you ask, like, Jose Altuve, Yerli Gurriel, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the trash, very good, very good, very useful. Yeah, very clean ba- ballpark. Very it's where they throw ballpark. all of that Minimade, because mm-hmm. we know no one's drinking Minimade at a baseball game. So that's where they all Minimade. Come on. It's for the trash cans. Uh, now now the salt comes out out of both of us, which is, which is the problem. <laughs> I'm sick. Uh, White Sox suck, Charlie. Bears might lose to the Raiders. It's not looking good. That's not fun times, but if we can win in a blackout game tomorrow, that'll be cool. Uh, but it's like we're down 2-0. We had such a good chance. We win. We split in Houston, and we have home field advantage. We win this series. Exactly. I truly believe that. But bad, bad managing decisions, bad offseason decisions. Um. I wanted to stay confident. So I'm, I, I want to know, do you want to recite what I told you at lunch uh, before uh, before we played the first game of the playoffs? Do you remember what I said about no. the confidence? You were, you were just, you were probably like doing some random things. But I told you, I was like, I'm re- actually really confident. I, I, no, I'm not. I said, I'm not actually not confident, actually. Like I, I was trying to force it upon myself that I was confident, but we're not hot right now and, to beat the Astros, you need to be pretty good, especially beating the Astros in the postseason. But we're just going on all sorts of strands here. Zidane, what do you want to say before we end it off? Just to end it off to show how White Sox fans – I mean, even before this, Charlie, I feel like if you and me had done, like, honest, like, honest playoff predictions, I think we would both have the Astros winning. I think they would lose to the Rays in the ALCS because I think the Rays, I mean, they don't make sense, but they're always really good. They could make the World Series, but I think no matter what, I think if all White Sox fans who were being honest, I think you have used to winning this series anyway. Like before this series even starts, like right before the postseason, most current Data, news, every of that. Once we got those 26 man's rosters, I think we saw this coming, Troy. I think most White Sox fans, to some level, saw this coming, but just didn't want to admit it. 
I remember. Like, go on. Even when like I turned on the TV to like watch the first game, I remember thinking like, "This isn't gonna end well." There was just this sense of like happiness, but I knew it was gonna end at some point. Like it's October, but we're gonna hit a wall at some point. A point of no return. I think every White Sox fan, to some level, said to themselves, I think Houston is going to win this series, but I'm going to ignore that because I'm a White Sox fan. It's what I do. But man, it's just depressing, Troy. The year was so fun. Like, it was actually, I had a good time watching baseball, something that really. I've never had a good time watching my team play because we've never really been good over my the course of my life and Zidane's life as well. But it's it's sad because it's like we have this World Series or bust mentality. But, like, look at the other teams, even without the Giants. We're like, we're not better than the Padres. We're not better than – obviously, we are now, but I'm saying at the start of the season. We're not better than the Padres. We're definitely not better than the Dodgers. We're not better than the Rays. We're pretty much evenly matched with the Astros. And who knows how good the Yankees will be, right? Like, we, we never really had that. We, we had that sense of World Series or bust. It's that mentality. You know, we're the new guys, we're the young guys. But in the end, the, the guys with more experience, experience prevail. It looks like that's, what happening, that's what's happening in the series. Um, but again, guys, look out for more fun episodes. We get it's gonna be lots of content over the course of this playoffs. I remember last year the playoffs doing that was really fun. Uh, but this White Sox series loss, if we do end up losing, feels definitely worse than the A's. The A's, I was pretty sad for a day, but I was like, I didn't really think we would win this year. Some people still think that the 2022 season uh, was our year. You know, looking back on 2019, they're like, be ready for 2022. I said 2021. But, you know, who knows what will happen. We got to do something in the offseason. I don't know. I'm in so many different frames of mind right now. I'm like, we can win three in a row, but we're probably going to lose the second game in Chicago or lose game five. But, again, it's not over. So, it's like, it's it's a bunch of mindsets right now. White Sox Twitter is going crazy. We're all sad, but is there anything else? Uh... Oh, no. When Zidane leaves his chair, you know it's a problem. Again, watch this on YouTube before he comes back. I would have grabbed something else, but, you know, 2022 All-Star, you're all Mankata. And just imagine this says Simeon, and it's really nice, and it looks amazing. It'll be the best jersey in the MLB. 2022 AL MVP, Marcus Simeon. There you go, Troy. All right. Zidane wants Simeon on the White Sox next year. I'm sure everyone else does as well. That Blue Jays team is fun, but they're not in the playoffs. So, you know, that's pretty sad. But, again, more content coming your guys' way. Follow the Twitter at Southside Agenda, posting every day again. But uh, not looking too good uh, on the south side. Hopefully we can uh, turn around the next couple of days. But thank you, guys.